Podcast for music loving people, retake all the albums and rank them and shit. That's what we do. But hey, guess what? It's the Happy Hour Mini Sode where we are a little <laughs> bit drunk and we are going to talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about in relation to Led Zeppelin. I'm not sure if you've heard the previous two episodes. Uh, we ranked all the albums of Led Zeppelin in a completely agreeable order that no one's going to disagree with ever at any point in history. Uh, and of course, right now it is me, Evan Saudi, it is Taryn O'Reilly, it is our special guest, Phil O'Reilly, of the band Phantom Roar, coming, upcoming EP on iTunes. And uh, they. <laughs> Uh, was, and we uh, talked about so much stuff in terms of Zep, in terms of all the other things, and we're going to get into all the excess ephemera and stories and tales and live stuff and so much more. But before we do anything, we need to talk about the thing that we talk about at the top of every Happy Hour Minisode, which is, of course, guys, guys, what's the worst Led Zeppelin song? <sighs> Doggy. And I'm going to... You can't say Bonzo's Montreal. <laughs> Fuck. Too easy. Too easy of an answer. Uh, Star Way to Heaven. I have to say it's kind of a... No, just kidding. That's cute. I know. Uh, I mean, I know to what Terrence's number one is. That that kind of goes to that side. Well, it's Hats Off to Roy Harper. Yeah. It, l- listen to the part one uh, and to hear me rant about Hats Off to Roy Harper. Um, yeah, part one of our ranking podcast um but it's it's honestly tied with deer maker see deer maker i don't have any reason to listen to but it's not like crap (laughs) it's just it's just it's white guys doing a poor reggae imitation so like i don't i wanted to be in bob marley and the whalers and they weren't yeah yeah honestly like more than any other artist we've done there aren't a ton of yeah Options Which, for like, cause like they do like boring blues, right? Or they and see like one of my picks. In all honesty, and I mean this truly, is might be Moby Dick because that is a song that is purely designed to be played live and only live. Like it's for designed for that drum solo, right? Like so, no, so on an album, like it doesn't have as much like pull or zest or like even. Yeah. Sure, I would sure. Ag- I would agree. On an album, there's no reason to do a two minute drum solo, right? Solo. Exactly. Um, much but, less a four-minute drum solo, which is what it really is. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I know. There's, 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 there's guitar riffs in there. Yeah. Listen, Bonzo's really good. There's no denying that. But, it just but feels, the studio version doesn't even wank- begin to showcase it's that. It's just wankery. Yeah. It's just pure wankery. Yeah. You know, that's the like, only reason I wouldn't say it is because I love the the, be- the, the guitar riffs on, right. on it. Save it, for me, from being the worst. Yeah. So what would, you, what would you say is the worst? Well, would I say my favorite of least? <laughs> Uh, oh gosh. This, this is good audio. By the way. <laughs> Thanks, and I'm leaning into the mic. Uh, uh, um, oh, if this we can, is what leaning into if, the mic sounds like. If we can count on in through, if can we count in through the outdoors one giant shitty song? Uh, no. Uh. I mean, listen, if you want to go with all of my love, I there is legitimate reasons for that though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna well. If he, you said ha- hats off to Roy Harper, right? 
Yeah. So I'll go with all my love. Then. Okay, good. Right. We have a nice we have a nice splay of uh, of songs right there. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, the other thing we want to do, uh, because listen, as we as we told guests before, every time a guest comes on here, a little bit behind the scenes sneakeroo right over here, uh, we always tell them don't come in with the fucking list of the albums ranked in mind because that's not fun. Uh, and also we're gonna have debates. And also if your number one pick gets picked last, you're kind of screwed, aren't you, buddy? So uh, we the thing is, but that being said, Phil, once he got the assignment, once he said like, hey, dude. Dude, guess what? You're the guest. He actually did come together and put a list together to help. And I did. He, we want to see how closely it matched up to the final ranking. Uh, the final ranking, do listen to the rest of the uh, you know podcast to hear it. But go ahead, l- unleash, if you will, the list. The list. Okay. So Your, Our number ones were the same. Number ones were the same. Uh, number two was two. Oh, okay. Three, w- three was houses. Uh-huh. Okay. Four was one. Yeah. Five was three. Six was physical graffiti. All right. Seven was presence. Eight coda. Nine in through the other. Okay, so there's some shuffling. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, like I. Nothing moved yeah. more than two spaces though. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So it was I, I, close, I like but... that you had Led Zeppelin the first one up closer to the top. I thought that was a smart move. I thought that was a really good right. But then move. I listened to physical graffiti again on the way here, and it was like. Guys, guys, here's the, thing. guys here's the thing. Guys, guys, there's a song called Cashmere. I'm not sure if you heard it. It's kind of great. Guys, yeah. there's a song called The Rover. Yeah, guys, guys. Guys, guys, there's a song called Night Flight. And then, <laughs> Are you yeah, doing and your then, Pippin voice? And then, and, then, and then Evan's defense is there's also a song called Boogie with Stew. Yeah. Which is why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, should, which I feel like should yeah. be a Campbell's uh, soup, soup jingle. Yeah. But, should maybe... Yeah. Maybe should have been nominated for worst song? Led Zeppelin song. I was gonna say it, but all of my love is just disgusting. So, yeah, yeah. so let's, yeah. let's an abomination. Uh, can we talk? Can we talk about <laughs> abomination? Abomination. Uh, can we talk about okay. uh, the mud shark real quick? Can we talk about? That? <laughs> you want to talk about that so I do, badly, don't because you? Because there, and listen, I joked about it at the start. Uh, legitimately, though, the infamous story is that uh, in uh, 1968, 69 in Portland. Uh, the band was doing a doing a show, part of this you know Seattle concert series or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, they were in a hotel room. And of course, they were infamous for trashing hotels. That's what they did. And uh, one of the uh, apparently there was a droopy that was up there, and like there's stories of them going to the like at the height. You Angeles. mean groupy, right? Groupy. You said droopy. Oh no! Yeah, no, no, no. That's <laughs> dog is very different from groupies. But yeah. uh, the other thing is that, like, because like at the Hyatt in Los Angeles, they turn it into the riot room because they, apparently they like had like slip and slides in the hallways. Yeah, the riot like, house. Yeah, the riot house. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And uh, but apparently in Seattle there was this. Uh, they had went out fishing earlier in the day. And apparently they caught a fish, and there was some promiscuous groupie up there, and the the phrase that was uttered is, do you want a red snapper in your red snapper? Uh, and apparently this is what happened. But apparently this is vagina. But, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I, I wasn't sure. Thanks for multiple people. Yeah. Multiple people have said this actually, even though it's attributed to Led Zeppelin, it's not Led Zeppelin. Although they were in the same hotel, the band Vanilla Fudge was responsible because they were playing the same festival that Led Zeppelin was. They had the extremely uh, loose and promiscuous and uh, you know sea inclined groupie that was there. Sea uh, inclined <laughs> groupie. And uh, and Jeez. basically what it is is that they mom doing turn it, it off at this part. They legitimately Led Zeppelin were came into the hotel room. They saw it was going on. They're like, wow, that's fucking disgusting, and left. But they were like aware of it at the time. Although a lot of people still attribute it. And the band and Vanilla Fudge have all confirmed it was Vanilla Fudge that was responsible. Mm. I just want to clear up. 
most infamous Led Zeppelin rumor of all time. Mm. Aren't you glad we did that? I'm glad. Listen, there is people that come here and they leave us so much. I'm knowledge. glad that's what we opened with with our happy hour. It was like let's yeah. talk about a fish in a vagina. <laughs> a vagina. A vagina. Vagina. Uh, so cashmere. So uh, guys, listen. The other thing we want to talk about Phil with his knowledge and his insight. He knows all the Led Zeppelin live shows. And live Led Zeppelin is a different experience. Not live off of The Song Remains the Same Led Zeppelin. No, but is other... What, release... is the, what would you say is the... the if, if there are listeners to this podcast right now, they needed to get a bootleg. What is the number one bootleg you would recommend for them? I'm putting him on the spot. Um... I don't care. I don't give a shit. Okay. Because well, I'm probably going to get it too. So Bootlegs. I really like... See now, when, with bootleg, you just have to know that you're going in with some crappy quality. Uh-huh. Um, but the one bootleg that I really like is like is from their U.S. Uh, 1977 tour. It's called uh, Led Zeppelin Destroyer, and I assume it's referencing the Kiss record that came out at a similar time. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a great showcase of a few things. There's a great. It closes with an awesome version of Trampled Underfoot. Um, it's got a really cool thing that since page in the 77 they stopped playing days to confuse live he would do just a straight up guitar solo for about you know 10 to infinity minutes and it's got really great violin bow solo and it goes into a really great version of achilles last stand so if you want to if you want to hear achilles last stand in a really great live setting leads up and destroyers a great bootleg there was another one but of course i can't remember oh 1975 tour i believe it's called haven't we met somewhere before it's 14 tracks and over three hours long (laughs) so every song i mean it has a it has a half hour version of moby dick it has a 25 minute version of no quarter it has a 35 minute version of dazed and confused i mean if you want to talk extended live jams that's another great bootleg to get I would also get How the West Was Won. That's a that's an actual release in two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, in two thousand three, that they uh, that in my opinion showcases way better than Song Remains the Same. It's nineteen seventy two. In fact, they reference new songs off their new record, which was Houses of the Holy. So it's like fresh Houses of the Holy songs. Nice. It's got the acoustic set in it. It opens with. Immigrant Song, and I mean, again, we talked about heavy. I mean, it is the heaviest version of Immigrant Song I've ever heard. It opens with that. It goes into a seven-minute version of Heartbreaker. Hmm. Okay. Which is which All is right. which is pretty great. I mean, yeah. he throws in some really cool classical licks in there that are fun. Um, it's yeah, it's just a great record. Twenty-five-minute version of Dazed and Confused with. Parts of Walter's Walk and parts of the Crunge included in the crunge. the Crunge. So hmm. some funk breakdowns in the middle. Yeah, um, that went on to become the best-selling concert DVD of all time. Uh, How the West Was Won, by the way. Yes, Stairway to Heaven was new, so it's actually early in the set, which is interesting. Yeah, the before the encores, the closer is a uh, 23-minute version of Whole Lot of Love that. By the way, uh, Led Zeppelin's not paying me to pitch their yeah. releases. I'm just here's, here's the thing about Led Zeppelin, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. that they have to, but they have enough money. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah. money. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I, I wish they were paying me. I, I would pitch their releases. But anyways, one thing that <laughs> was cool about Whole Lot of Love is that they would take 
old blues and rock songs and throw it in as a medley. So they start with Whole Lot of Love, they go up to the theremin solo, the guitar solo, do one more chorus, and then pick up like Boogie Chillin' by, uh, I think that's... That's my uh, rap name, actually. That's a John Lee Hooker song. Um, they go into Elvis songs, and they go into they do all of these songs and different snippets of it. Then it goes back to uh, way down inside, and then rips back into that oh, for yeah. to close out the set, and it's great. Well, it's great. It's also interesting though because they they actually revolutionized several different industries all at once. One in the concert industry, they never had openers. They were just like, listen, our live shows are fucking long and epic. Why would we have an opener? They just never had openers. They, no, they, they once they got in a position of power where they could do that, they made sure. Of that's that. a that's a. I mean, that's attributed to Peter Grant a yeah. lot. I mean, and for the record, yeah. their their uh, manager Peter Grant is a crazy person, but also shrewd shrewd as fuck like most concerts at the time especially in the early in late 60s early 70s uh, a band would perform they would get 60 70 percent of the ticket receipt profits they would do that peter he dove the fuck in 85 90 minimum minimum right? yeah and, and it's like and also all of merch and right exactly also, if you don't like it i guess led zeppelin won't play your stadium then Sorry. and then and right which is which is funny because 10 <laughs> percent sounds like a you know Poultry amount, but when it's ten percent of Led Zeppelin ticket sales, that's still you're still gonna make enough. You're yeah. still gonna make it, enough it, to it, keep the lights on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna wake up and buy yourself a daughter a new teddy bear. It's all good. Uh, but the other thing, though, is that <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, X. We're doing we're doing voices are, now. Is are, that what the mini said? We're doing voices. Um, yes, that is exactly what the mini funny said. funny story. I don't know how. Again, you fact check me on it with with this, but Led Zeppelin was offered a slot at Woodstock, told. That they, Peter Grant said, I don't want them playing because they'll just, unless they headline, that my boys only headline, there'll just be another name on a on a bill. I think that would have been amazing. Except here's the thing. I don't know if about that story because I remember it was 1969, I want to say. They were offered a quarter million dollars to play something. It was like the fucking Patriots Bowl or some other fucking weird Super Bowl like like Super really? Bowl-esque halftime event. And they turned it down because they were invited to play the 1970 Bath Festival in England. And that was a big deal because right, they, they shared a right. bill with like Fleetwood Mac and a whole bunch of other people at the time. And they cared about that because the British press didn't give a shit about them and for them to become like the third or fourth hmm. top build item over there that was more important to them because they were finally being accepted over in their native land because american audiences dug the fuck out of led zeppelin what they were doing True. british audiences were like again you're just ripping off jeff beck why would anyone give a shit so that was interesting that they that was a little mm-hmm. bit they all acceptance was always important to them but again they also got really spurned by the reviews of like led zeppelin 3 like that was really a that big was, turnoff it to was them. so yeah odd to me to be like yeah when i was doing research this week all three of their first records got like really mixed reviews which like in hindsight is just insane but i think it's also it's it's telling it's well it's telling but it's also it makes sense because they they really didn't sound like much else like obviously they were doing the blues covers but they were doing them in this like new screeching rock way and so i feel like a lot of music critics didn't know what to do with them. And then when they actually, like, spawned genres with their work later, mm-hmm. when, like, I, uh, there were some critics who, like, totally revised their opinions and they were like, 
this is one of my favorite albums of all time, but, but I gave it a three out of five in yeah. 1971. But like, right. Like, yeah, right. Like, like, Zeppelin IV also shut a lot of those people up. Because, exactly. Like, you can Absolutely. fucking deny that. Yeah. Here's another thing. So I brought two different books. I brought a book that was all about the songs behind, or the stories behind every song, or the song behind every stories. Um, the Phil Riley story. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I brought a, another book called uh, The Concert File, which ha- which is, it, it's insanely detailed. It gives nearly every Led Zeppelin show, the set list they played, stories about it. But it also gives bootleg CD references in it. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. For, for, for nearly every show, which is so funny that like nearly every show, they even, they even mentioned TV appearances in the book. Like, I mean, I guess they I kind of care about yeah. that. But then one of them, some of them was like some of them are like this was a non-playing appearance but Paige showed up at a party and then like put it in there for some reason like talk word yeah, yeah yeah so what I wanted to talk about um, is if you want to hear about the be- like some of the best live shows 1975 in May they played four shows at the Earl's Court Arena in London mm-hmm. um, these shows were some of their longest one of one show peaking at over four hours. The set list is just like it's all the great Led Zeppelin songs you want, plus really great cuts from. Um, again, they're not paying me to say this, but really great cuts off of Physical Graffiti. What I was getting at is that another thing that was great about Led Zeppelin is that you'd pay the same price to see the Rolling Stones that you would pay to see Led Zeppelin, and yet Led Zeppelin played for minimum two and a half hours. To f- up to four hours like these Earl's Court shows. Stones played for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. So you get your money's worth with but, Zeppelin. But with the Stones, you got to see Mick Jagger hump a giant inflatable cock in the middle of the stage. So that's a that's a thing that happened. Speaking of humping... Um, <laughs> You've been waiting to say that for a while, haven't no, you? No, no. Speaking okay. of humping, that totally... the Taron O'Reilly story. <sighs> <laughs> um, Evan sent me a couple photos earlier today um, I was mentioning to Phil off mic earlier that um, one of the like most famous photos of Led Zeppelin is all four of oh, them yeah. leaning oh, up yeah. against a plane, uh-huh. and none of them are wearing underwear, and they all have really the tight starship. pants on. The starship, mm-hmm. it was called. Yeah, yeah, the starship. So it's the just like starship. you mm-hmm. just see like four dicks and eight balls. <laughs> like they're wearing pants, but like, it is tight. not also tight the Taron O'Reilly story. It yeah. is not. <laughs> Like, they aren't hiding anything. It's kind of ridiculous. And it's also, like, pretty obvious. Like, they knew they were getting their photos taken. So they, like, posed their dicks. Like, they are very... Don't you? Explicitly When you get... get, get Yeah. Yeah. But they, uh... But, um... But they made... But the thing is, like, they made no bones about their Lotharioism, like, at all. I mean, right, half sure. of their right. songs are about fucking... It. Right, but then also, at the same time, their hedonism is also acclaimed, too, because there was this, I was watching a Led Zeppelin documentary for uh, Research Week, and uh, it was uh, one of the members of the road crew talked about how they were going off to pay off the hotel clerk at the end of the day. And this is uh, one of those days when it was the Vanilla Fudge was, like, on the opposite end of the top floor of the Hyatt, and they had taken a TV out of their room taking it to their side of the hotel, on the top floor, throwing it out the window, and, like, had, you know, beat shit up earlier. And they didn't matter because literally at the end of the day, the manager, he's just paying off the stuff. And one of the hotel managers like, well, you broke this, and you broke down this door, and this TV is gone. And he's like, they're paying it off. He's like, whatever, 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 just give us the bill. And he's like, why are you so mad, dude? And the hotel was like, you know, it's just upsetting for me. I worked. Do you want to know how badly I want to go ahead and just destroy some of this shit over here? The fact that you guys just get to do it is just upsetting. And I guess, like, at the time, the manager was like, it's like, well, we got what fifteen minutes. Find a room. 
find a room in Billis and like have this little clerk like go up there and beat the shit out of a room. Isn't it nice to be a super rich rock star? Right. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. If I had like hundreds of millions of dollars, I would probably do that too. It's like, what? This is gonna cost me like. $400 Four hundred dollars or something yeah. for you to but whatever. Like, fuck yeah, it, go track it. Exactly. It's fine. But the other thing about Peter Grant that's interesting though is that he was also fiercely aligned with the band on their desires too. The biggest thing, if you ever look up like the singles that they released and the chart positions that they had, they amount to next to nothing because Led no Zeppelin hated fucking releasing singles. They were they very were, much yeah, of the mindset. Very minimum. Right, because they're Not like, you singles. know what, listen, I understand that some kids, they're not going to know about the album unless they hear, like, ooh, here's a little bitchy ear candy on the top 40 radio, you know, because I'm British. Uh, but the thing is that, like, they wanted to the, the album to be experienced as an album outright. Which and, makes total sense. Right, and they ca- and they hewed to that really hard. I mean, can so you imagine long. putting, like, a song like Stairway to Heaven as a single? I mean, that would, to me, that just ruins... Well, the appeal and, of it. And that leads to another revolution that you talk about what they did to the concert industry. For uh, in the seventies especially, AM radio was such a big proponent, and there's this thing that they call and you probably see the abbreviations of AOR, uh, which is basically album oriented rock. And album-oriented rock is exactly what that was, where basically some DJs would play either an entire song or, like, an entire album all the way straight yeah. through. Like, Fleetwood Mac Rumor came out, there's nothing but hits on that. Why wouldn't you play that yeah, straight through I mean, they the played every song on that album. Exactly. Right, and for right. Led Zeppelin, too, like, again, Stairway to Heaven never released it on a single, but radio DJs, they heard that, and they blasted that eight-minute motherfucker time and time and time and time Well, there's again. actually a, there's actually a, a story that um, when it came out, it being... Led Zeppelin 4, Stairway to Heaven, that nobody's heard it before. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so revolutionary. A radio station in England played it on a loop for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Eight, you know, so whatever the math is on that. <laughs> Dozens of times. Yeah. I mean, which I've... Hundreds, you know, probably. <laughs> Dozens thanks, to thanks, hundreds of times. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read and I can't do math, but I know a lot about Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Talking about the Starship... Um, one thing I thought was interesting is, when I say the Starship, I mean their plane. Uh, or their Jefferson Starship. Not, no. The, we built this city! Fuck off. That's Starship. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the Jefferson Yeah, Air. you're right, yeah, you this can. One of those, that's one of those Jefferson airplanes I kept hearing about. Stay tuned for uh, episode 300 when you do Starship records. <laughs> no, when we do, uh, when we do <laughs> Jefferson Airplane slash Jefferson Starship slash Starship. Right, yeah, yeah. Slash yeah. Grace Slick's regrettable solo career. Yeah, yeah. Surreal yeah. Sick Pillow. One. What was that? We're only supposed to talk about Led Zeppelin, right? Okay, Starship. No, I got it. It's the Minnesota. I got it. Starship. Starship. The point I was making is that Starship had on it. It had a full or uh, like organ and keyboard for John Paul Jones to practice with, because that's just something that makes sense to put on an airplane. Why wouldn't you? Of course. When you've got when you're millionaires, yeah. Right. I mean, when you have jet engines. What's, Why not? What's an organ? Right. Yeah, right. exactly. So let's also talk about the other important thing, which I think is worth talking about, Led Zeppelin reunions. Yes. They, the thing is, yes. they've happened a few more times than people would necessarily think. Yep. Uh, one time, if I'm not mistaken, was 1985. I think it was like Live Aid or something Yes, like that. Live Aid. It was the, one of the big, big uh, like selling points of Live Aid was the fact they were going to come together. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. But, and, they, uh, and they admitted like they were rusty yeah it's awful i mean it's plant plant's voice is just like the whole time (laughs) phil collins 
is the drummer. Filled in, yeah. no pun intended, for Bonzo, which, yeah, you know. Good one, Phil. Phil, Phil <laughs> right, I know, it's just Phil everywhere, uh, which is the title of my upcoming musical. Drum Phil. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Phil everywhere. But, um, yeah, Phil Collins, John Bonham, eh, not so much. I mean, listen, that being said, I mean, we did a Phil Collins episode. Phil Collins is a great drummer. I'm not sure necessarily the drummer for Led Zeppelin. Right, right. He's more of a jazz drummer than he is. So, Reunions, you're talking about 1985. There was that other one, what? 95, I think it was. Yeah, and it was for, no, 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 no. Is that, you're thinking about the MTV Unplugged one? I was thinking about, they did another one. It was the three of them. It It was for the Atlantic Records 40th anniversary. They did it for a concert there. Yeah, in like 88 or something. Yeah, right, right. right. And during that time, uh, it was fine and all, except for the fact that John Paul Jones' keyboards weren't on the television feed at all. Really? So that was another one where like, the thing is that they get together, this is the second time they've gotten together, and it still goes to shit. It's like, fucking hell, guys. What are we doing? Right. Well, 1995 was the one I'm thinking of is the Rock Hall induction. Yes. That's when they were in... That's when they oh, oh, but then the that the shade. Oh, the shade that Paul and Plant, uh, Page and Plant threw towards John Paul. Cause, oh, with the unleaded? Yeah, yeah, yeah because when unleaded, yeah. the MTV Unplugged, whatever, no quarter compilation that they did, yeah, John Paul Jones wasn't invited for that shit. He right. only found out about that because it got released. And he kind of throws he kind of throws the shade back a little bit in During his acceptance speech yeah. for the rock hall. He says, you know, thanks to my friends for this time remembering my phone number. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> which, and, I know, right? And that's like, that's know, quiet British man for, if, like, F you. And if yeah, you look right? at the footage, Page and Plant are like, Oh, thanks, man. Like they're they're. So I mean, they kind of deserve it. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's right. kind of a dick. Small move. small side note about the 1995 Rock Hall induction: uh-huh. Led Zeppelin, Neil Young, and the Allman Brothers Band. That's those are some pretty big names all in the same year. But anyways, yeah. That's. Uh, but that being said, let's also then flash forward again to I believe 2007. 2007, which is their Ahmed, successful. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, when Ahmed, it was it was a tribute concert to him. He had died that year. Yeah, or, or and the they year did before, have an opening and, act that for that day. For whatever reason, fucking Journey uh, opened for them. Journey, not Steve Perry, but the new vocalist, whoever they have, who sounds like Steve Perry. Uh, but then they did a full-blown, what was it, two-and-a-half-hour concert? Yeah, it's called? about about two hours, yeah. Yeah, Celebration Day. And they, they got which was Which was released five years later. Yes, they did, but, yeah. But I will say, I mean, it is... Other than the fact that they have to tune... They had to tune everything down a half-step for Plant's voice, most, most of the songs, for Plant's voice... I mean, it is successful. It, it reminds everybody why Led Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin. They play at, at least. It I opens think, with good times, bad times. They play at least uh, at least one song off of every record, except through in, in through the outdoor. If you watch our other two ep- or listen to our other two episodes, you'll find out why they skipped that one. But uh, they played yeah at least one or two songs off of every album. So it's a great spanning set list. The set ender is this bombastic version of Cashmere. Yeah. Uh, they used Metallica's sound engineer yeah. for the show, which if that's any indication of what the sound sounded like. It O2, sounded like sound. Sounded like sound 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 <laughs> with sound. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, uh, so many catchphrases from this that's, episode, guys. Usually that's Evan. If not an album... It's an album, but it's not an album, 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 album. album. But like, but then Constantine yeah. did that same thing during the Daft Punk episode. It's true. But you want to talk about album, album, albums? Anyway, uh, but the other thing about <laughs> it, though, I, and on top of that, because Celebration Day was legitimately... I just I love that concert. I know right. there's so much about it. I mean, it's just 
It's great, actually. It opens with Jimmy Page looking like a freaking badass. He looks like a combination of, like, if, if yeah. Beethoven was a rock star. <laughs> He's got, like, the long, oh, like, yeah. classical music yeah. hair with, like, the frilly, like, white shirt comes out in overcoat, sunglasses. It's like the villain from Interstellar. And, like, well, and then, like, by the time... Uh, you know, the third or fourth song. It, basically, as he goes on, he gets sweatier and more undressed. So by the time Cashmere closes out the main set before the encores, he's, <laughs> he's like, sweating and just... And just they, didn't they have to delay um, it by a couple weeks because he got a f- finger injury at some point? I thought that was... I, yeah, I think so. I had heard that. And then, of course, Jason Bonham, son of John Bonham. Yeah. Who better to fill in on drums? But legitimately, like between that and also Ringo Starr's son, Zach Starkey, is also a pretty acclaimed drummer. By himself. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. They're... Drums for the Who. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, but also on top of it, though, the thing is fascinating. They did this very successful reunion. A lot of people dug it. And there was rumors immediately afterwards, like, okay, so are they going to reunite and tour again? Because Led Zeppelin, yeah. like, 2007, 2008, would just, any arena you want... Thousand dollars a ticket doesn't matter. You will sell out every single one. Yeah. I mean, you've seen how successful. I mean, Stones like Escape from the Graveyard to tour and uh, <laughs> like Fleetwood Mac. Also, their and, Escape but, from the Graveyard tour, great tour. But Fleetwood Mac has done a couple like really With successful. With Christine McVie back really in the, yeah, 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 tours yeah. recently too. Like and and absolutely like if Zed if Zeppelin decided to tour again. It would but sell they wouldn't though because Robert Plant right. refuses to. John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page, they said multiple All times it. they would do it. Yeah, but yeah, Bonham's son absolutely would do it. And and Plant is like, nah. He said, you know, I'm not a karaoke machine. I right. don't want to do it. Which is so funny because he does he a lot of Led Zeppelin covers in his own in his own For, uh, band. When, when he's with Band of Joy. Or right, right. But, but then he did that fucking Alison Krauss album, Raising Sand. Yeah. And that won the Grammy for yeah. an album of the year. Not so a karaoke like, machine, but you're going to do nine covers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Terrence okay. looking at me like it's my fault. Again, I'm not paid by Led Zeppelin to be here. Uh, but yeah, they... I, I agree, but you know I can also see too. Like it would have, it would have been an amazing tour, but you know if you're going there to see Led Zeppelin 1970, you're not going to see Led Zeppelin 1970 because no, no. they're think, all older. They've all kind James of diminished. Taylor still and, fills out fucking stadiums. Though. Exactly. Oh, oh, the the, yeah. the the appeal of it would have been ridiculous. I mean, there were only twenty thousand tickets available for the two thousand seven reunion concert at O2, and it broke like it was a they had to go off a lottery system Mm -hmm. so you and just to enter the lottery not even guaranteed for tickets the like you know computer that the modems or whatever that they used to track all that crashed because so many people tried to get tickets for it yeah yeah because why wouldn't you because if you bought that if you even didn't want to go if you wanted to sell your fucking ticket here, you know, you could put it up there for like buy several your, thousand dollars. Pay off your mortgage with that one. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah. buy a child with that money if you wanted to. Like, <laughs> oh, well, that's this, crazy. So. This just got dark, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, what's interesting you're talking about Led Zeppelin reunion tours and stuff like that is that, I mean, they've also talked about other vocalists touring God, with yeah, Plant and, no. and Jones, and it just wouldn't be the same. I mean, even even Plant in, in old age with, you know, having to tune down guitars and stuff, you can't you can't call yourself Led Zeppelin without those three guys right. in it. And I'm sorry, Miles Kennedy ain't cutting it. You know, you want to talk about the, the whoever that guy from Journey is that's currently can't cut it. Yeah. Macy Gray, not cutting it. It just won't happen. Macy no Gray was up for it? 
was going to say. No. Chris Cornell, I had heard, though, too, from Soundgarden was up See, for it. See, I, I understand but, where uh, they're coming from, but no. Right, no, I know. I mean, it's not the same. And I love Miles Kennedy. Shout out to Alter Bridge. They're not paying me either, but I love them. Oh my God. But but uh, But they, I mean, that would not be... Uh, um, it would be the same, and and they all, and any singer that would like try dare. and do that, that would dare, dare do that, yeah. they would. They all know enough. Like Miles Kennedy, he actually got to jam with Jones and Page to kind of test that, and then at the end of it, he's like, "Guys, I just can't. Like, it's sacred literature. I can't." Yeah. You were gonna say something. Um. Oh, I was gonna say. Now I really want to hear Macy Gray's Led Zeppelin cover album. Um, but speaking, I want to of- see your immigrant song. <laughs> no, but speaking of cover albums, Train covered all of Led Zeppelin too. That's right. And oh um, all right, well, God. it's been a pleasure, guys. Looks like we are out it of is, time. It's for for some fucking reason, Evan decided to put a couple selections on while I forget even who I we were remember, hanging out yeah. with. It was just like in the background, and it it's not even like. It's honestly, it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. But there's right, no, that's what I said. but there's no point. There's to no it. point because it's it's like note for note covers. Like yeah. it's it's not it's not like it's not their interpretation. It's not their interpretation. It. It's yeah. them just like playing through Led Zeppelin too. Like it really sounds very similar. It's like your dad. It's like the dad. You know, the dad like middle aged cover band. <laughs> like like you know, we're the we're the rock and. The Rockin' Dads or whatever. I, I, I was trying to think of a better name. But they're, okay, there are friggin' bands out there called the Rockin' Dads, right? You guys can use that one if you want to, that all was, you middle-aged dads out there. It's just so funny because you took so long to get there. I know, I tried to think of something better and it did not happen. There is so, legitimately, for the record, a reggae cover band that does Led Zeppelin Dread song. Zeppelin, yep. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's also Les Zeppelin, the all-female... There's Zepparella, all female. There's, There's a, also a Fred Zeppelin, my buddy Fred, who just does these songs on accordion on street corners. He's not very good. Great, that probably trust. would be better than the Macy Gray one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, fair, fair. We've complete, I've completely gone off the rails. <laughs> this has evolved. I, I was going to make a point about happy. covers or something, but. Yeah. What's the best Led Zeppelin cover? Let's just toss that out there as a last. Ooh, Led, best Led Zeppelin cover. Because I'm legitimately um, curious. Well, I not train. You can't, you can't really count it as a cover. Okay. I would say, I, you can't. I was gonna say Jimmy Page and the Black Crows, but you can't. I don't know if like, you can count mean, that as a cover because he's playing so. on it. Yeah. It's okay. The same yeah. Guitarist. If you want to look up a really great like interpretations of those songs, Black Crows are basically the '90s Zeppelin, just not nearly as popular or talented. But she talks things is a great song, guys. That first record's great, but we're not talking about that. Look up Jimmy Page and the Black Crows live at the Greek Theater. It was they did a tour in '99 to 2000. It's really great. They do a mixture of Black Crows songs, mostly Zeppelin stuff, and they're they're all like excited to be playing with Page. It's great. Yeah. To answer your question, um, I think it's a tie for me. I I bought a a, a tribute to Led Zeppelin. It's a tie for me between uh, Blind Melon doing a cover of Out of the Tiles from Led Zeppelin 3 and um, Misty Mountain Hop covered by Four Non Blondes. Oh, but mm. I also want to toss out one that other thing. That sounds good. During the, it's great. During the, I believe it was the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom Honor thing, whatever the fuck that ceremony oh, was. Oh, shit. Every year. Heart, when Heart. Oh, the Kennedy Center Honors. Yeah, Kennedy Center Honors, thank you. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I didn't when even Heart think of that. covers fucking Stairway to Heaven, that's yeah. just. Well, that. okay, okay, then we want to go in that too. Heart does a really killer version of rock and roll that's 
that in my opinion, if I had to listen to one person sing Zeppelin that wasn't Plant, Ann Wilson. And oh my God! Lee. Wait, yeah. can they just tour with Ann Wilson? <laughs> that's they... the problem. That's that. There. That's the. That's the solution right there. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. You're welcome. Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, Jason Bonham, Jason yeah. Bonham, and. And Wilson. Wilson. Okay. So, I'd buy a ticket for so that. Oh, my God. Listen, Phil, O'Re- Phil O'Reilly, I know you're not being paid by Led Zeppelin, but I want you to tell, <laughs> tell so the people that quotes. aren't paying you that that's an idea that they should consider. Guys, uh, so up my paycheck, and you need to do <laughs> this. That, fucking that would be, it, yeah. Well, that, talking about that Kennedy Center Honors thing, um, another great cover off of that is Lenny Kravitz doing Whole Lot of Love was pretty rocking. That's, oh, oh yeah. pretty yeah, rocking. Really I mean, I... I'm very picky about who does covers of what because Kid Rock, for some reason, decided to. I don't know. Maybe Wait, he was, maybe he was coming down off it. his meth high and decided. Did he did Boogie up. for Stu? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he did. Uh, <laughs> Babe, I'm gonna leave you in. No, on. no. I know it's terrible, but anyways, yeah. that uh, makes me like really upset. Right, actually. it is. But what I'm getting at is that Plant has commonly said that he hates hearing people cover "Stairway to Heaven." He hates listening to it, but he cried when yeah. he heard Ann Wilson and Ann and Nancy doing that and then the choir coming in at the end. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. So if even Plant, who says he hates people covering Stairway or really any Zeppelin, to answer your question that you asked 20 minutes ago, the best Led Zeppelin cover, I'm going to agree with you and say Ann and Nancy Wilson doing Stairway, Stairway to Heaven. At the Kennedy Center Honors, yeah. That's check out all the other ones I mentioned too. Right. But in the meantime, though, guys... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been me, Evan Sadi. It's been the incredible and wonderful Taryn O'Reilly. It's been the uh, one of the guitarists and songwriters for Phantom Roar and also Rockin' Dads, Phil O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, Rockin' Dads. What's the name of your debut album? Check I us keep out. What's, what's the... Che- we'll check us out. What's what's the name of our Rock, Rockin' Dads, Dads one? Debut. Yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting. Album one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So daring and yeah, right. You nailed it. Almost as daring as Led Zeppelin one, yeah, or two, or Rocket three, Dad's or four. One is what it is. No, but for real, what's the, the your band's gonna put out an EP? We haven't we haven't named it yet. Oh, okay. But it's being mastered right now um, by Bob Ludwig. But yeah, uh, and Steve Albini. Steve Albini. Yep. 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 <laughs> It's kind of great. I don't know why, but... It just somehow yeah. they, they were drunk and they agreed to it. it was a yeah, he's like, I've done in utero, I'll do this too. Exactly. Yeah. So, and thank you so much, though. You brought thank so much you. knowledge. Yes. I thought you were doing great. a fist bump. There we go. Great. Fantastic yeah. fist bump. In the meantime, yeah. though, uh, we talked about a lot of things. Again, I know you have a lot of other things you want to say, including disagreeing with our ranking, but I want you to do that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thechartographers, thechartographers at gmail.com, thechartographers on iTunes, thechartographers on Stitcher, all the goddamn places. Uh, keep listening Google to us. Play. Share us. Yeah, and also share this with your friends because I want you to be like and like it's cool when people share it and it's amazing to see it in terms of like wow this is a really cool podcast or wow this is these fucking jo- yokels right here like come on this these is, assholes these jerks talk about my zip zip uh, also zip zip the kids version it's amazing so you should listen to it I'm really not sure this big like southern following that you keep doing about <laughs> Led Zeppelin I maybe it happened but. Uh, yeah, zap zap. <laughs> Never mind. It's a mini so that we Royal Orleans. Uh, let's get that there. In the meantime, is, thank you so is much. Zap zap. The name of the like all marimba like lullaby cover. Yeah, yeah. That's no. There's actually legitimately like, a thing called a lullaby rockaby, rockaby, yeah. rockaby baby. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs>
Because really, because really, I, I'm not going to be happy until I hear a, uh, a, a bedtime version of Immigrant Song. Okay, I just got to shut it Alright, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, you've been listening to another movie. Adios! Really great cuts off of physical graffiti. There was a point of what I was trying to say here, but uh, we'll cut this later. It's all good. <laughs> you'll cut it. You'll edit all this out in post, right? <laughs>